0: All right, it is time for the nudge to join the JC in the afternoon program. Uh, This has been a ritual, Ted, calling in on Fred Bear's birthday. Thanks for joining us.
1: Well, my pleasure, Jerry. What a great, great man! What a great, great celebration
0: and a great, great state. I'm proud to be a part of it. I wish like hell I was there with you guys. Well. Like you said, hopefully one day, God willing, soon, you'll be part of that 21 Arrow salute here in Grayling, and uh, it'll just make it that much more special. But I know you're going to do something on Facebook uh, tomorrow morning that'll be really cool.
1: You bet. You know, I do a lot of this Facebook Live stuff, and I got tens of millions of people from around the world that come and celebrate, you know, the Uncle Ted truth, logic, and common sense hell race. And I often have many requests, to perform the the incredible fred bear song just a loving tribute to a great great powerful powerful icon from the great state of michigan and a lot of people around the world heard the song and didn't really know who fred was in fact some of the people thought it was a song called fred the bear and so <laughs> eventually eventually they figured out how much i loved this great man and what a powerful force he was and i'll tell you too jerry when the uh, the men and women, the families of Michigan celebrate that, that bow and arrow salute to Fred Bear, I've got a beautiful Fred Bear salute arrow here from my blood brother, John Wadrowski, and uh, I'm going to touch it off in unison from the wilds of Texas. So in spirit, we are all together whenever we celebrate that great man.
0: I'm glad you got that arrow. I know it was important to the guys. I mean, last year we had, I think, uh, f- Mike, 50 guys... That wanted to be part of that 21 Arrow Salute. I know the crowd will even be bigger this year. So, um, uh, and you've seen the images from that. It is really a cool thing. And then the uh, uh, you've sent a lot of items for the auction, which people can come to that lunch tomorrow at the Grayling Eagles. We've been giving out those details, so you can get some uh, Ted Nugent autographed gear at the uh, the Fred Bear luncheon after the Arrow Salute.
1: Yeah, I sent a bunch of autographed hats and some 8x10 photos and some stickers and some Spirit of the Wild stuff. But, again, I wish I was there. But if I may, Jerry, you know, God bless you for keeping the great man's name alive. I mean, I was born in Detroit in 1948, and my dad was already a bow and arrow follower of the great Fred Bear. It was a whole new era in conservation, understanding our stewardship and conservation responsibilities to wildlife and wildlife habitat And what a great, great era to be born in and be raised in when bows and arrows became ubiquitous across the state of Michigan, spread to Wisconsin uh, and and Pennsylvania, then all across the nation. But, boy, my memories of growing up and stopping at that little shack and grayling with the Bear Archery sign over the top and (laughs) Nels Grumley was Fred Bear's original boyer. But if I can, Jerry, a big salute to John Widrowski and all the Michigan families who celebrate Fed Bear's birthday up there in Grayling, Michigan. Of course, everybody at the Bears' Den Pizzeria. And uh, my my sister Kathy and uh, her son Brennan are up there, and everybody at the Dublin store. And let's see, Mark and Lachia Farner uh, uh, up there, and, and Bill Stacy up in Charlevoix at Power Feeds, and Charlie McCain, and Matt and Claude Pollington family over there, and Marion, everybody, of course, up at Jay's. And the entire Michigan blood brother family, sportsmen against hunger. Jerry, the hunting families of Michigan donate. Tons of pure natural venison for the sportsman against hunger every year in the state of Michigan. So, a big salute to Safari Club International Bow Hunters, the Michigan Bow Hunters Association, our Ted Nugent United Sportsman of America family, Michigan United Conservation Club. So, even though I'm in Texas where I have real freedom, I am still <laughs> a full time Michiganiac. So, a big salute to the great families of Michigan. I, I really feel a bond and a spiritual connection with those families, especially on march 5th in grayling michigan a source and a location jerry of some of the greatest most powerful fun memories of my life meeting fred bear and hunting with fred bear over there in rose city at grouse haven so even though i'm down in texas my spirit will always be in michigan of course i'm in michigan every september october november i would never miss a september october and november in my beloved birth state of michigan so that bond is stronger now than ever
0: actually Yeah, I love that. You know, Ted, uh, speaking of hunting with Fred, uh, especially when in your younger, younger years, when like the first or second time you went hunting with Fred, can you uh, relate to our listeners some of the things you may have learned that still are with you today when you go on a hunt?
1: Well, Jerry, you know, I can close my eyes anytime. In fact, every morning I get up and I shoot my bows. I have a Matthews bow and I got my old Fred Bear recurves and I got Happy Sadie and Coco, my beloved mutts. And we come down to the shop and, and autograph these hats and I autograph all kinds of stuff for different charities. But right next to me always is my bow and arrow. And it's even at the age of 72, Jerry, I'm an old man. I'm, a, I'm an old, old Motor City Madman. But before I was known as the Motor City Madman, I was already the Motor City Madman because I've always been rather hyper. Have you noticed that about me, Jerry? I, I so, have, Ted. I, I really if have. You, <laughs> if you're gonzo, hyper high energy, it's very, very difficult to get back to that samurai spirit of the mystical flight of the arrow. So, you know, my dad was always a great, great father and took me hunting every October since I was born, Jerry. We'd always head north, mostly up to the Manistee National Forest, and we'd tromp around the woods, up around Fletcher's floodwaters near Hillman and Hawks, and we'd wander through the forest with our bows and arrows, and we did did very little damage to the white-tailed deer population. But what I ultimately learned, because I was so fascinated with the just the, the gentlemanliness, the good nature, the positive spirit and attitude of Fred Bear. That when he finally welcomed me into his life, you know, I was just a little boy. We'd have uh, cherry pie and chocolate milk at the uh, Grayling restaurant. You know. There you the go. There you go. And it was, you know, so I I didn't know what Fred Bear represented when I was a little boy, but by the time I was eight or nine, I realized that Fred Bear. Was the Chuck Berry of bow hunting. I mean, I was already, <laughs> you know, completely enamored with my electric guitar adventure. So the electric guitar and the bow and arrow played a huge role, and to this very day, continues to play a huge role in my happiness, my focus, my discipline, my level of awareness, my quality of life, my American dream. And once I realized just who this Fred Berry guy was, I became like a, a, a wild-eyed fan of his. And I think ultimately, even though my mom and dad were great parents and we were raised in a great, great, positive, loving environment where discipline was the parental you know responsibility and they, they wielded it well with my brothers and sister and I. But what Fred Bear taught me because I was so fascinated with him as a bow-hunting hero is the, the calming stealth, The calming stealth of when you're about to draw that arrow back, because he was so focused. He was like a samurai. Fred Bear and all the great archers out there are like samurai warriors because you have to put your heart and soul into every arrow you shoot because we have a responsibility to kill that deer cleanly. To hit that squirrel accurately so that we don't cause any suffering like wildlife does. You know, a a hawk or an eagle or a fox or a coyote, they don't care if they wound that animal. They'll eat them alive during all the tragic suffering that that animal goes through. But we are reasoning predators. We have to be conscientious about dedicating ourselves to ultra-proficiency. And I watched Fred Bear shoot, Jerry... I got to play bass guitar for Chuck Berry and Bo Diddley, and I shot my bow and arrow with Fred Bear. I mean, how lucky can a guy get? So I would stand there at the range with Fred and shoot our arrows, and I I think I learned from him how graceful, how tuned in, that samurai level of ultra-excellence has to go. Into your left hand and your right hand and your hand-eye coordination. So, as the Motor City numbnut that I was, I was so. I, even to this day, I'm I'm crazy high energy because I I so value every day that God gives me. But I learned with the mystical flight of the arrow just this morning, just a half an hour ago. I drew back my arrow and I shot at some 3D targets and I really shot good. I had to, I I just wrapped up the greatest hunting season of my life, Jerry. Because the lessons from Fred Bear and Ben Pearson and Howard Hill and Doug Walker and my, my fellow members of the Michigan Bowhunters, you have to become the mystical flight of the arrow. And not just in archery, but in guitar playing, in parenting. In uh, uh, farming, in electronic work, in you know, in in communicating with your fellow man, so that that higher level of awareness that is the demand of archery, Fred Bear imprinted on me in those early years, and thank God it stayed with me. And I got to tell you, Jerry, I think that discipline that my dad and Fred Bear gave me in in hunting awareness and hunting safety and hunting responsibility. I think that helped guide me to be clean and sober my whole life because I wanted that next arrow to hit that squirrel square. I wanted to hit that deer right through the heart. And so the discipline of that samurai level of awareness, you cannot do that if you're drunk or stoned. (laughs) You cannot do that if you're not taking good care of yourself. So, boy... I can't imagine a more important lesson. Can you?
0: No, Ted, you know, you have, I mean, this is so right on the money. I mean, right in our hallway here, we have a poster of you from the, uh, the show that you and the Amboy Dukes did at the East Town Theater in 1970, and you are standing there much younger with a bow, with a with uh, an arrow pack strapped to your back.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. You know, that's one thing Fred always got a good chuckle out of because it's a great story here, Jerry. You know, Fred Bear was a little afraid of the rock and roll, especially this long-haired maniac Ted Nugent guy I'll bet. Uh, until he realized that all of his buddies would tell him, no, no, Fred. Ted promotes clean and sober. Ted always drives home the importance of clean and sober. Ted always shoots his bow and arrow on stage, which Fred said was the greatest exhibition to get young people involved in archery. Because yeah. if you want to get people's attention, you might want to shoot a flaming arrow in between Great White Buffalo and Stranglehold. So, so Fred <laughs> loved that. And so I, you know, I instinctively, because I've always been an archer, a bow hunter, and a guitar guy, I've always integrated and paralleled both of those higher levels of awareness. If you want to play a a killer guitar, you got to practice your ass off. And if you want to be a great archer and bow hunter, you got to practice your ass off. And so Fred really got a kick out of the fact that I would use my bow and arrow on stage. I probably shot my bow and arrow on stage, I'm going to say, 5,000 times, because I just did, on July 31st of, uh, actually August 31st of 2019, I played my 6,751st concert at Pine Knob, and, and I've shot my bow and arrow on stage more times than not, and it really got, in fact, you go to my Facebook, Jerry, and people come on every day and said that they saw me shoot with the Amboy Dukes, and that's when they got their first bow and arrow. They got bows and arrows because this crazy wild rock and roll idiot was shooting flaming arrows on stage and it really looked cool.
0: There's no doubt. I mean, when I asked the J.C. School of Rock trivia question about the craziest stuff you've ever seen on stage, you get a lot of answers, bud.
1: (laughs) Yeah, only one guitar player rides a buffalo on stage and shoots a flaming
0: arrow into a a poster of Saddam Hussein. That would be me, Jerry. (laughs) Ted, you know, speaking of hunting, we've never done this before, but people can come on your website and book a hunt with you. And talk about yeah. lear- talk about learning the the uh, some of the principles of Fredbear and anything else. How much better would it be to go ahead and go on a tu- like a turkey hunt? You've got turkey hunts coming up this spring, right? Yeah, you know
1: I got a great team: my son Toby and Jim and Paul. We got great, great dedicated hunting family members that we started guiding hunts way back in the 70s when, you know, rock and rollers wanted to know how to get into the hunting world, what kind of bow to get, what kind of shotgun, what kind of rifle, what caliber, what kind of bullet do I need? And so I started Sunrise Safaris, and I got to tell you, Every year, we sell out all my hunts, September, October, and November. I believe it. My birthday hunt in Texas. Yep. And people come from all around the world to share a campfire with the Nugent family. And a lot of them, Jerry, are first-timers. They come with their first rifle, their first handgun, their first bow and arrow. And I take the time in between hunts to teach him what Fred Bear taught me. So it really is an amazing hunt. People can go to tednugent.com, and probably this time of year, there's probably still some hunts available in September, October, November. So yeah, we have we have the best campfires in the world. I guarantee it.
0: Oh, I've seen some of that stuff on Facebook Live, Ted, and you know, and you still bring that sacred honor. To the campfire. I I can't imagine, you know, if there's a guy out there who uh, hasn't hunted, mom or or his wife or kids buy that hunt for him for a birthday, it would be something he would never forget.
1: Yeah, we, you know, again, my son Toby and Paul and Jim and all our guides and and, and, uh, Greg. They they really George. I mean, I got sick, and they're all maniac hunters. They live to <laughs> hunt and fish and trap. They're really really good at what they do, and we do have a great family campfire. I'll be coming back. I, I don't know if I'll be back in Michigan for the turkey hunt. I'll be guiding turkey hunters here in Texas, but uh, the the team does a great job. But I'm at the hunt. I guide and I help track and gut and hang and skin. And I play the guitar around the campfire. And, of course, everybody wants to hear the Fred Bear song. Right. And it, it makes for a pretty special event. But I'll tell you, you know, I I probably wouldn't be any good at it if I hadn't learned from Fred Bear. All those campfires that I shared with that great man taught me a lot about goodwill, positive energy, positive spirit, helping people into the world of the mystical flight of the air and the outdoors and conservation. And I'll tell you, we we get some really emotional testimony from people who literally said they found a new path in life they found a a, a a bigger happiness in their American dream just by discovering archery and the outdoor lifestyle so I'm very
0: proud of that I I think it should be Ted and I'm sure Fred would be proud as well I do want to I uh, I do want to talk a little bit or have you talk a little bit about a you've got a great auction coming up on March 27th. The uh, guns, guitars, and hot rod auction. How can I be a part of that? I got to get some of that action. Well, you know,
1: I am 72 years old and I've accumulated a whole bunch of stuff. And there are, Jerry, I think I've committed the ultimate sin. And the <laughs> ultimate sin is having unbelievable 44 Magnums and 1911 45s and 10 millimeters and all kinds of Ducks Unlimited shotguns and custom rifles and handguns. And, Jerry, they sit in the safe. Some of them have been in the safe for 50 years, and I haven't even used them. So I, I, I want to streamline my life this year. And so I'm having this outrageous auction with just the, the most amazing shotguns and handguns and rifles and bows and arrows and all kinds of damn Yankee debris and Ted Nugent and Amboy Duke stuff and my wow. racing suits when I used to race with Parnelli uh, Jones and uh, Mickey Thompson. So I've just accumulated so much stuff. Instead of just, you know, filing it in the shop and putting it in the closet or keeping them in the safe, I'm going to sell this stuff. People can go to, I think, tednugentauction.com. Go to my website, too. But burleyauction.com, B-U-R-L-E-Y, burleyauction.com. And, my God, the stuff I'm selling, I must be out of my mind. But, again, if you don't use something, why keep it? So that's what I'm doing. I'm streamlining.
0: Well, a lot of, a lot of you know, rock stars have been doing that. God bless Eric Clapton, you know, sold all of his guitars. And same thing with David Gilmore for different charities and things like that. And, Ted, you know, you know that this is going to be wildly successful. I could think of five guys right off the top of my head when I tell them this. They're going to be right there on March 27th ready to start bidding.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be at a place called Tucker Hall, right in Waco, Texas. But you can go online. The the bidding at my auction is available online at again Ted dot com or Burleyauction.com. But yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a rock and roll bow and arrow, gun, hot rod, debris, or orgy and plus I got a birdland and a couple of holy grail Les Pauls, a nineteen fifty eight and 1959 nineteen fifty nine Les Paul, Jerry. These are the holy grail of Gibson guitars. And I will be exercising them at Tucker Hall on the 27th where I uh, take part in the auction. And I'll probably play the national anthem. I'm sure I'll play the Fred Bear song. But I'll be exercising some of my sacred guitars for the last time in my greasy Motor City fingers. But believe me, Jerry, I'm keeping my favorite hundred guns, my favorite hundred guitars, my favorite hundred bows and arrows. So it's not like I'm getting rid of too much stuff. I'm just getting (laughs) rid of the excess that I don't use anymore. And I think if you got this great, great world-class custom firearm, somebody should be able to enjoy it. And I just don't shoot those guns anymore.
0: Yeah, that's a, it's a great idea. I know one other thing uh, we want to just touch on, Ted, before I let you go, is the uh, wolf hunting legislation. Talk about that for a second.
1: Well, Jerry, you know, nobody loves Michigan more than I do. I mean, I, I continue to fight to stop the curse of Gretchen Whitmer and the anti hunting curse of the Michigan DNR and the Michigan Natural Resources. It's just, it's just so embarrassing. The laws, the wildlife and hunting regulation laws in, in Michigan, Jerry, they're immoral. You don't shoot sandhill cranes to protect agriculture and then forbid you to eat them. A sandhill crane is a federal migratory game bird. It's universally known as a ribeye in the sky. (laughs) The Michigan law that allows farmers to protect their crops by killing sandhill cranes instead of opening the season on the ribeye in the sky. The immorality of the Michigan DNR and the Natural Resource Commission and the Gretchen Whitmer administration that you can kill a ribeye in the sky, but you're forbidden to eat it. This is this is insanity. Yeah, that's more moose We have more moose in michigan than they do in wisconsin but wisconsin has already opened the season so that the moose is in the asset column michigan keeps the moose in the liability column we could increase family hours of recreation we can increase revenues and mom and pop businesses because everybody that hunts sandhill cranes where it's legal where it should be legal Everybody who goes hunting, they buy gas, food, lodging, groceries, restaurants, supplies, ice chests, ice, ammo. The money generated by a moose season, a sandhill crane season, and a dove season in Michigan would be as powerful as the money generated by other fishing and hunting endeavors. But Michigan is so strangled by such immoral, power-abusing monsters that instead of the moose and the sandhill crane and the wolf being in the asset column, they are forcing these magnificent animals into the liability column. And it's unforgivable. And I hope that Michigan hunters and their families unite to get a hold of the MUCC, the DNR, and the Natural Resource Commission, and just demand that the wolf, the moose, the dove, and the sandhill crane is put in the Asset column where they belong. There should be licenses and permits and hunting seasons, and there should be a, 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 an economic boom and family hours of recreation because these species are well into the populations that demand management. And I can't imagine how the members of the Natural Resource Commission can live with themselves when they forbid Michigan farmers to eat a ribeye in the sky. That is insanity.
0: Uh, you're not the only one I talk to that thinks that the Michigan DNR has very serious issues. It's like uh, hunters against hunting.
1: Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, Jerry. I'm on Jerry Coyne's radio show. My name is Ted Nugent, and I challenge anybody in the Michigan DNR. I challenge Anybody in the Michigan Natural Resource Commission, I challenge anybody in the Gretchen Whitmer administration, including her, to debate me live on this radio show oh, and God. tell the Michigan families that the morning dove is a songbird when I've got a shotgun shell box with a picture of a morning dove on it. <laughs> and I would beg them to show me a shotgun shell box that has a picture of a cardinal on it. They're liars. <laughs> they can't debate me because they are lying. I have the science, I have the facts, I have the evidence, I have the truth and I have the common sense. They got nothing.
0: I'd love to see them, somebody step up and do it, Ted. Like I told you, I'd love to bring you up to the, you know, the Mackinac Island Policy Conference. It's going to be in September this year. So I will send you that date cuz you you will be in Michigan and you will have a platform to talk to some of these people and maybe push it over the edge. I I don't know. You know. I I know why you moved from the state of Michigan to Texas. There's only one reason. Texas has freedom. Michigan is an embarrassment. And believe me, Jerry,
1: I love the great families of Michigan, but they're not being represented by Gretchen Whitmer or the Michigan DNR or the Natural Resource Commission. They're not accurately or honestly represented by the people we hire to represent real conservation, the Michigan laws regarding wolves, bears, sandhill cranes, and and uh, and mourning doves, they're they're it's not conservation. It's political correctness and it's power abuse and it's absolutely shameful.
0: More and more people are coming to that decision. So uh, Ted, I-, I believe that th- something positive will come out of. What you're saying, and more and more hunters, you know, our good friend Kevin Johnson and the guys at Jays and everything else are, are have had it. And hopefully we can make some uh, some po- assert political pressure to have some of those things changed at the DNR. I know we could talk about this for a long time. I do want to briefly talk about rock and roll because this is a rock and roll radio station. Number one. Yeah,
1: especially when I'm on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you have any shows booked for this year?
1: Well, you know, everybody's rock and roll horny, Jerry. We can't wait to get out there and rock our balls off. I mean, everybody wants to rock and roll because of this this scam, this Chinese virus attack scam. Sure, there's a Chinese virus. I know that. But if you really look at what the government is doing, especially, especially the tyrant, the embarrassing tyrant, Gretchen Whitmer, what the hell motivates a woman to be so corrupt, to be so dishonest, open up the damn state like we do here in Texas and, and Alabama and Mississippi and Florida? It's all a big, stupid scam. So here, the, not, the 2020 tour was canceled because of the Chinese virus right. scam, but all the, all the Ted Nugent 2020 dates are now pushed into 2021, and I pray to God that we open up because everybody wants to rock and roll. And I got to tell you, with Greg Smith, my bass guitar god, and Jason Hartless, my drum god, we can't wait to unleash the mighty Gibson Birdland to cleanse the soul and cause everybody to dance like animals. I, I, I jam every day. We're starting a ritual here in Texas next week where we've got this Tucker Hall. We're going to turn it into the Ted Nugent Speakeasy. And with John Kutz and Johnny Big, a killer, killer rhythm section down here in Texas, we're going to just go to the Tucker Hall and jam every Wednesday or Thursday night and just rock and roll like the good old days. And I swear to God, I I hope like hell that it's legal to tour in 2021 because we're raring to go. We're cocked, locked, and ready to rock the Glock, Doc. I can't wait.
0: I see dates popping up across the states uh, in July and uh, July and, and further in. So we can only hope that the numbers keep declining and people get you know, we just move forward with our lives. Ted, one last well, question I'll tell you for- this, uh, Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, no. So your buddy Alice Cooper, and Johnny B, and Wayne Kramer. I'll put out an album called Detroit Stories. Have you heard it? No, I haven't. But I can't believe
1: I'm not playing guitar in the damn thing. That's what I said.
0: <laughs> Alice actually mentions you in a in a in a song on the album, and uh, and about the history of great rock and roll in the late '60s and '70s, and you being a you know a, a, a centerpiece of it all. It's a great album. You got to check it out
1: i bet it is those are all great players. Wayne's a good friend. Alice is a good friend. Johnny B is my hero. So, yeah, he's got the killer groove, huh?
0: Yeah, we had Johnny B on last Friday. We were talking a, a little Ted Nugent juice. And, uh, yeah, the uh, I, I didn't get Alice on the phone. I was why, like, why isn't Nugent on there if you've got Kramer, Wayne Kramer and Mark Farner?
1: Yeah, Mark's a great boy. Mark is one of the greatest talents in the history of rhythm and blues and rock and roll. He's a dear friend. You know, I know all those guys and those are they're all my blood brothers, man. We all talk and we all communicate and we all share the love of Motown and the Funk Brothers and all our heroes. So that's a great, great team. I bet the album's a rocker.
0: Yeah, it is, Ted. uh, Well, thanks so much for taking time out. We want to, you know, Fred Bear, like to celebrate him every time this comes around. And hopefully, sooner rather than later, we have you actually here in Grayling for Fred Bear Day.
1: Well, Jerry, God bless you and everybody who still celebrates the great man. You know, he'd be 119 years this year. Wow. Uh, Tomorrow would be his 119th birthday. He was born in, I think it was 1908 back in uh, Pennsylvania. But, boy, What a force to reckon with. God bless Fred Bear, and God bless you, Jerry, and everybody in Michigan who keeps the great man's name alive. I'm so proud to be connected with Fred Bear's legacy and Fred Bear's vapor trail of positive energy and the mystical flight of the arrow. So thank you so much, Jerry, because that man's name should live forever. And with the song, I think it will.
0: Well, you immortalized him in song, and uh, you couldn't have done a better job. I know how much the song means to you and to a a lot of Michigan hunters and worldwide hunters. It's It's a masterpiece.
1: It really is an amazing connection. I hear from people all over the world that love that song because it's so genuine and so emotional. It was my honest love and heartbreak at losing the great man, but mostly remembering the positive elements. So a big salute to John Wydrowski and everybody that's going to unleash the mystical flight of the Fred Bear arrow on
0: his birthday. And one of these days I'm going to be up there with you guys. All right, Ted, hang on for just a second, please. That's going to do it for uh, Uncle Ted on Fred Bear Day. We'll be back after these words from our fine partners here on The queue.